0: Hello, and welcome to the most real conversation there is in podcasting. My name is Maureen Casey, and my friends and I are so stoked to be navigating through the ups and downs of what it's like to be a woman in today's society right here with you. There's no filter, and we do not stand for fake females. So, if you're here for real conversation in real time, this is the place for you. Grab a slice of pizza, maybe a cold beer, whatever floats your boat today, and let's crack this conversation wide open. Today's episode, my wonderful friend, Christine, and I are going to be sharing with you all about toxic relationships and boundaries, something I feel like I have been in the thick of lately, and she just happens to have a lot of experience with. So, Christine, go
1: ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. Well, thank you. Hello. That was a a fantastic introduction. Um, this is actually one of my favorite topics, it's something that's very near and dear to my heart. Well, you know,
0: in the idea of bringing all of my friends on, I feel like we all have unique relationships. But you stood out to me for this topic. I'm going to throw you under the bus here. But your ex-husband is a narcissist Oh yeah, and I love talking to you about boundaries, because setting those boundaries within my own family and my own friend group has been such a struggle. And I feel like you lived through it for so long that you really have something great to offer the world where I'm still in the thick of it. Like I still feel like every day is a struggle trying to figure out who I need to distance myself from and who I can really step forward and trust as if I'm in a loving space with them.
1: For sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that we continue to develop boundaries and decide what those are, as you said, for each situation. And, you know, I spent 22 years with a man who is supposed to lift you up and protect you and, you know, push you to be the best version, the highest version of yourself, who's supposed to support you and, Um, It definitely was anything, but most of those things. (laughs) 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 And so when I made the decision to separate, it took me, it took me a while really to um, I I knew I needed boundaries, but you know, like you said, the thick of it, it's, it's not only figuring out what those boundaries are, but it's, you know, holding steadfast to them. And discovering how much life gets to flip and shift when you develop and hold those boundaries. So it's a constant practice. It's an everyday practice, but it's amazing how things do shift when you decide, truly decide what is and is not for you.
0: Oh my gosh. So as you were saying that, I had this Flashback, if you will, to uh season four of Lucifer. Oh, yeah. If anyone watches that. Okay. But he this is his struggle. So Lucifer is the devil. And he finds his partner, um, who is a detective, and you know, she's the good, if you will. Anyways, for this part of the season, he is struggling with being the devil because he doesn't want to be bad anymore, mm-hmm. and anyways, what it all comes out to be, um, he starts to get his devil face back, and so on. And what it was was he was holding on so tightly to the blame everyone was placing on him, right? It's mm-hmm. The devil's fault. I'm the world is going mm-hmm. to shit because the devil made me. And the truth is he was an angel before he was the devil and he was just playing his role, right? Mm -hmm. He was doing his job. And there was so many profound moments. One of them being when he switched back, when his body started to go back Mm -hmm. to being human, what actually took place was he, he realized that he was so deeply hurt and he said, you know, okay. So his partner said, you need to forgive. You need to let it all go. You need to forgive yourself. It's not your fault. Mm -hmm. And he said, but I don't know how Mm -hmm. I want to, but I don't know how. Mm -hmm. And that's all it took for him to start, you know, transforming back. He didn't have to have all the answers. He didn't have to, you know, all of a sudden be an angel. But he had to know that he was ready to forget. He was ready to move on and to be a better version of himself. For sure. There's
1: self-responsibility in it. So, you know, it it takes two to be in a relationship, any relationship. And it takes two to make things work and it takes two to make things fall apart. So, again, that's a really profound moment because that is something I started to recognize personally was... I had lost me, and I yeah. and, and I tried to explain that multiple times that it wasn't necessarily about him, although his behaviors certainly were about him, and his right. um, language and his emotional abuse was certainly uh, that's his control, right? But I uh, uh, realizing that that was about him and not about me. That was about a control oh, that wasn't about. It was about the fact that he couldn't control it. was about the fact that I was breaking that chain. And, you know, mm-hmm. I remember just being like, you know, this isn't me. This is not who I want to be. And this is yes. not, I, I feel like I had lost so much of myself and I had a passion for being, you know, an entrepreneur and I have a passion for helping others. And, and he would always say like, you're more interested in helping others than helping yourself. And I would try to explain that it's like through helping others, we do help ourselves, but it just wasn't, there was the boundary had to shift because he wanted the focus as they often do. They don't like to accept your boundaries for the simple fact that the focus isn't about them. It's about ourselves. So when we can take self responsibility and knowing that for sure, I own part of like what went down, I let things get where they were. And that's, right. that's, you know, a hard concept when you're in an abusive relationship that I let so, things get where they are. Um, because, yes, yeah. he has to own the fact of the things he said, the, the, the way the emotional went down. And it wasn't physical, so I'm not going to even go there. But um, right. the emotional and the verbal, he has to own that part. But I also have to own the fact that I stayed. I let it continue. I mm-hmm. chose the emotions that came at me. I chose to... Mm you know, reflect them, reject them, whatever was coming up. And eventually I owned the fact that I didn't like the way it was making me feel. I didn't like the way it was making me respond. I didn't like the way it was making me project the actions I was taking Mm -hmm. in response. And I had to make that decision and really start to formulate boundaries. And it included like, and it's hard because we do have three kids. So, yeah, but it included like, stop responding to texts. Like these were basic, really small things at the beginning because they would escalate and escalate and escalate. But I mean, I would get 40 messages a day and I would just have to literally put them on mute. Um, And it would be become like, well, you didn't do X, Y and Z. And if you didn't do this, then I wouldn't do this. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Right. Oh,
0: I, Oh, Oh, I hate that one. Ooh. I, I still get <laughs> that a lot. That like a the
1: minute. other day, one of my kids, you know, <laughs> we're in this crisis with the world and one of my kids needed a ride and we've been separated two and a half years now. And one of my kids needed a ride and I had specifically told her before she left, like, make sure that was all ironed out. And here he is messaging me saying, well, this is your fault because now you don't have a car. And so now I have to go do this. Well, no, I had already, I'm not, I don't take responsibility for that. I'm not right. taking responsibility and I don't have guilt behind it. And I let him now know those things. Like I don't hold guilt over this. I don't hold shame over this because I was specific in my words beforehand that this needed to be settled.
0: And I think that's what a lot of it comes down to, or at least this has been my personal experience is the, the, the emotional turmoil that I am feeling right when I'm going through Uh it, it's because there is a guilt there. Like I love this person Uh or I even just a friend, right? I've got a friend I'm going through this Uh with right now and I I want to be there for her and I want to love her, but she is toxic for everyone in her life Uh And I think there's a profound moment that has to happen where, one, right, like, I have to realize that me being there for her does not mean fixing all of it. It does not mean taking on the guilt or the burden. Mm -hmm. It just simply means... I know that you're going through something. I'm going to love you from right Mm -hmm. here. And if you need something, reach out, right? Mm -hmm. But I am not going to, you know, go in and try to take over your life. And I think that's where a lot of the guilt comes in. Women, I talked about this in my Facebook group today, but women have been brainwashed, generationally conditioned for decades and decades. I mean, we're talking seven to 10 generations now, at least, where we have been conditioned that it is our mm-hmm. fault right like we're supposed to take care of it and we're supposed to fix it and if it falls apart like shame on you right like it's the woman's fault even down to divorce I was it broke my heart the other day one of my girlfriends reached out to me and her husband had cheated on her that's just kind of relevant for this story and it's been years since they separated or since they got divorced it's been three years now And someone had reached out to her and was calling her a whore and how could you leave him and all of this stuff. And she, you know, she reached out to me. She's like, Maureen, I don't know what to do. Like, I wasn't the one that was unfaithful. I wasn't the one that went outside of the marriage. And I'm still being blamed Mm -hmm. for this. And I think a lot of it, you know, and I told her this was just that she didn't let any of it go. I mean, she kept his And again, this
1: is like the responsibility piece. This is like... You know, this is, again, the responsibility piece, like just because and I, I say this to my own clients, you know, like I, I'm an empowerment coach and I and I'm in, intuitively like things come up, obviously. And, and I, I right. say to people just because it's someone's opinion does not make it fact. It doesn't make right. it your truth. So just because someone's coming out of the woodwork and calling you all these names and projecting all this stuff on you. The best response is no response. Because if it's not your truth, then your energy doesn't need to be... They don't need to rent your headspace. Right. And that's like where boundaries come in. And the more you practice them, the more that you're just like, no. Yeah.
0: And that's the exact thing is I think a lot of people... And myself included, I was not actually taught that boundaries were Mm -hmm. safe, right? I wasn't taught to protect myself in that way. And I, feel like every single day I'm coming across women that are in the same boat. Like they know that friendship doesn't feel right anymore. Or they know that that family member isn't treating them right. Even within their own household. It could be like my daughter was sitting on the couch the other day demanding something of me. And I was in the middle of something for myself. And I stopped what I was doing to go take care of it. And it was something little, like she needed a drink. And I paused and was like, wait, 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 wait why am i stopping what i'm doing when all you're doing is watching Mm -hmm. cartoons like you can get up and pour your own Mm -hmm. drink but that was a mom boundary that i had to set because i had felt myself getting frustrated Mm -hmm. that i was putting down my activity to serve her when i had spent all day waiting on her hand and foot because she just got out of surgery for sure you know but i'm tired like i'm tired too and it's okay to say that it's okay. And this was a realization I had to have: is it is okay for me to say no? Mm-hmm. You're seven years mm-hmm. old. You know where the drinks are. You know where the cups are. You can reach it all. Get up and do it. Like your surgery didn't break your hands or your feet Very or great. anything else.
1: Well, you said something said, that was important about you know passing down through generation and generation, and there you know along with so many other things like we adopt these roles. And we, we, there's like what we perceive to be expectations on us because society deems things that way. Well, like who sets the rules, right? And what's a really important thing in all relationships? Like you just mentioned a really good one with your child and, and we have siblings and we have parents and we have neighbors and we have teachers and we have administration and bosses and boyfriends and girlfriends and all of the things And you do need boundaries with all those people. And the thing is, there are no rules. Like what is, what feels good? What doesn't feel good? And what are your non-negotiables? And that is the hardest piece to step into because we do, we feel like, you know, you make dinner and you sit down and it's something we've always practiced. We always sit down for dinner together. And then it's like, one of the kids will say, can I get a drink? And sometimes I'm in a place where I'm like, oh, sure, I'll get that for you. And other times I'm like, sure, you can get up and get yourself a drink. So, you know, Mm -hmm. as we elevate and as we expand, our boundaries shift and change too. um, We decide, you know, my mom used to say, like, is this the hill you want to die on? Right. So. Yeah. Oh. Is this the hill you want to die on? Everything doesn't always have to be a battle. And is this the battle? Like, do you really want to go into this battle? Like, is it worth it? And sometimes <laughs> the answer is yes. Like, no, I'm not going to and I don't want to curse on your program here. But like, I'm I, i I'm not going to be in a bad headspace where you get to walk into the room and call me all kinds of derogatory terms and tell me how useless I am. And like, I'm done with that. That's not happening anymore. And you know, you, you got a speeding ticket while I'm not in the car and I'm home. Well, it's not my fault just because you think you were running late or whatnot and had to go faster. That doesn't make it my fault. You made that choice, but you really do have to get firm in those. And what are your non-negotiables? And, and yes, there could be a very different outcome than you expect, and you're going to likely meet some resistance as you start setting boundaries. But, but oh, as yeah. you shift your energy into a place of empowerment from that and decide this is for your highest and best good, their energy is going to shift as well. And sometimes it shifts higher with you and sometimes it shifts away. But you have to be okay with that and understand that.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like... Well, I want to point out, first of all, that all of this can happen in mm-hmm. seasons, right? So the same person that was toxic last season might not be toxic this season. And sometimes those seasons are very, very, very long mm-hmm. seasons. And you do have to push those people a little bit further. But I feel like okay i'm gonna use the kid example but i do i feel like it's you know like you're dealing with a toddler no matter what relationship it is when you set those boundaries for the first time it's like telling your toddler no don't touch that you're gonna Mm -hmm. get burned and they look at you like they're crazy and they reach for it and they're like trying to figure out if they really can and sometimes they're gonna put their hand on it and they're going Mm -hmm. to get burned and there's two types of moms right They're the there's the one that says, I told you, so you're only going to do it once. And then there's the one that constantly interjects and constantly interjects and never allows the kid to get hurt by it. And I'm not saying either is right or wrong necessarily. okay I understand not wanting to get your, you know, get your or let your child get hurt. But I think it's important to understand that no matter what, that's mm-hmm. going to happen. And so when you're in these relationships, you can either set the boundary and stand in it and let them get burned, even if it hurts them for a while, right? It could hurt them for months. It could only hurt them for a couple seconds. Or you can allow it to con- you know, continuously happen. You can constantly interject, oh, I don't like that. Oh, I not right now. And, but there's no firm line in the sand and they keep doing it. You know what I mean? Like they're going to keep trying and you're going to have to keep exerting your energy because the lesson.
1: Right. So the beautiful thing in setting boundaries goes along with emotional intelligence. And the beautiful thing mm-hmm. about setting boundaries is that we get to decide what we are assigning to each emotion, each situation, each reaction. Like we get to individually decide that, as well as knowing it's okay for them to have their emotion, their reaction, whatever. But we don't have to take that on. We don't have to take responsibility for their reaction, for their displeasure, for their whatever the thing is. And yes, I agree, as we shift, like there's there's always a choice. We always have a choice, right? So you, the fork always goes left, the fork always goes right. You, you always have that split. So you always have a decision one way or the other that doesn't change the fact that there are things along each of those paths that are going to occur. Because if we didn't have lessons every single step of the way, how would we ever learn? How would, right. you know, literally, like you just said, your kid touches the stove, they get burned. Well, there's also curiosity, right? So eventually, your kid at some point in their life is going to get burned unless they live in a bubble. Like, it's going to happen. (laughs) It is going to happen. So whether it be accidentally or because they didn't believe you and they touched the stove anyway, at some point, they're going to feel it and they're going to say, oh, my gosh, right? So we can't prevent everything in life from happening. What we can do is set boundaries with what we are aligned and unaligned with. And unaligned and aligned simply comes from what feels good and what doesn't feel good. What do we allow and what do we not allow? Yeah. Where are our non-negotiables? You have a pattern every day. You get up and some people don't. Some people are not good at, at you know waking up and having set what they do, right?
0: Oh, that's me because I
1: am always, always, always passive. My arrows point, mm-hmm. passive. <laughs> but some people very much. So like have to get up and I had a client and I used to joke with her because she was fascinating to me. Um, she had the most strict routine I had ever seen and she, you know, these were her bad, her comfortable place. And yeah. she would get up every day at like, she was also a military, um, she was in the military. I don't know if she came from military family, but she was in military and she would get up every day at five o'clock in the morning, every day. She would get up literally like make her bed, brush her teeth, go in the kitchen, make her coffee and start her breakfast. And for 10 years, I am not kidding you for 10 years, she had the exact same breakfast every single day for 10 years. It was like eggs and toast and turkey bacon. And I'm like, you literally have eaten this seven days a week for 10 years. Like, I can't even fathom that. But she had this very rigid routine. That was her boundary. Like, she could not, she was in a fog if that was dis- it disrupted. And so.
0: Well, I think boundaries. No, no, what I was going to say
1: was part of that is which goes along with toxic relationship is there's control in both factors. So the giving and the receiving, there's control both ways. You have to learn to let go of that control. You have to release that. And that was a really big lesson I had to learn too, because I was controlling certain factors just as much as he was. Mm
0: Hmm. Man, the letting go is hard as a recovering perfectionist uh, because that's my way to compensate, right? When I feel like things aren't going my way or when I feel like you know it's not right or whatever, especially if it's something I can't fix, I can't control, I have to find something else to control. And that turned into this perfectionism. Mm-hmm. I used to dive into projects and I would be so overwhelmed and so overworked and they were never right and they were never perfect. And I embodied that as though I wasn't right and I wasn't perfect because I wasn't setting boundaries. I didn't realize that boundaries Mm. were my safety, that boundaries were actually part
1: Mm -hmm. of my I was just going to say they're so healing. I I was literally just thinking that as you were saying that. It's Mm -hmm. true because, you know, especially like most of the world is not in the same kind of spiritual realm. That we're in and so we learn things like grounding right and we learn things like mm-hmm. you know get your protective bubble and we learn things like you know balance and and you know are you grounded are you are you you know balanced and but for like your and i hate to use the word average because i really don't think people are average that's literally what i was thinking i, you were I hate say. to <laughs> use the word average but for your average person like, if you said to them, like, you need to go ground, they're like, what the hell does that mean? Are you sending like, me what to is my that, Right. What does that mean? But when you don't have that ability, when you don't know how, like, to, to you know, do breath work and, and practice your pink breaths and, and releasing your grays, and when you don't do those kinds of things, and you're not practicing boundaries about what what you expect in conversations and what you, you know, what how pe- what kind of energy is allowed allowed around you and what kind of you know thought processes are among the people you hang out with and like the- these things they sound so frivolous to normal people but like when you actually literally literally start to focus on those things like what makes you feel like a million dollars like what makes you feel like you want to go earn that what makes you feel like you're not giving up what makes you feel that then you realize like, some of these people that you associate with and let take rent in your head are like, Oh, well you should just go get a part-time job or, Oh, you should just dump that friend or, Oh, I can't believe what a scumbag he is. And like, I, you know, I've had a lot of issues with my ex, but like, I don't, he is who he is. And if he doesn't want to change and recognize then I just release that. Right. And so I just try to, be the better person every day, like I try to be better than who I was yesterday. And that's what feels good to me. And so for me, boundaries, in other relationships, I can be cordial without bringing them into my world. Right.
0: I think one of the most profound things I have realized recently, honestly, about boundaries is the Mm -hmm. positive aspect, right? I used to think boundaries was like, oh, I'm putting up this wall and I'm shutting Mm -hmm. everyone out. And I forgot, which, you know, I say I forgot because at the beginning of my marriage, um, boundaries were huge before Josh and I got married. So for anyone that doesn't know, For any new listeners out there, I was a single mom. And when my husband came to me to date me, I told him straight up, I am not looking for you to be a stepdad or anything like that. But this is a package deal. And I mean, I laid it out and he walked away Mm -hmm. for three weeks because I told him, you need to think about this because if you're committing to me, we're not dating. We're not bouncing around. You are committing to date me to marriage like I could be your ideal wife. And it took him three weeks. He thought about all of it. He went over the (laughs) list that I gave him. I told him exactly who I was. And I kid you not, out of the blue, he called me one day and I answered and he said, (laughs) okay, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, what? And he That's said, awesome.
1: That what's That's what's a really good here? story.
0: And then, well, it gets better because he proposed years later, three years later, he ended up proposing. And I kid you not, I said... Are you sure this is what you want to do? And he's like, yeah, of course I am. And I laid it all out. I said, I'm not going to do your laundry. I am not going to cook. I am not going to clean. I am not a housewife. I am not a stay-at-home wife. I do not want any more kids. I don't like... And I mean, I went down the list. Now... Let me back up and say things have changed and we do want kids. I'm in a very different space. I have a husband I can trust. So I'm not in that fear of, you know, single mom and doing it alone. And I'm not going to be the one up Mm -hmm. every night, you know, but I laid out those boundaries and it took me until very recently when I had a falling out with my sister to realize that boundaries Mm -hmm. are a good thing, right? Like it is healthy. It is healthy for me to say, honey, look, I am an independent woman. I don't need you to fix my issues. Mm-hmm. I need you to stand next to me so that when I'm ready to throw punch somebody, you can step in and say, Whoa, fuck mm-hmm. off my wife. <laughs> like I don't need you to save me, but I need right. you to partner with me because resonate need more together. For sure.
1: And then God I have a I and I, I love, love, love that you just said that too, because you had a falling out with your sister and part of where my boundaries started to really develop as well um was several years ago and you know I have three brothers and they are definitely a mm-hmm. love them from a distance people for me um they yep uh, and
0: that's okay I just want to pause here and let everyone know oh it's definitely okay. okay it's the only way we could have
1: relationships me. at all <laughs> for me for me because yep
0: especially for me especially like
1: <laughs> this is my boundary but I just like every time I would talk to them I would listen to one bash the other two. And then I would talk to a different one and he would bash the other two or bash my dad. And then, you know, there is something said for sure that, um, you know, what people say, like if people come to you, don't think they're not coming about you too. Meaning they're not, if they're talking to you about people, don't think that you're the exception where they're not talking about you to other people. And I'm right. very well aware of that. So but it got to the point where I was like, I literally would, <sighs> I don't want to answer the phone. Ugh, I don't want to answer this text because eh. they would go on and on and on and on. And I felt gross to be honest. I was stressed out and I was like yeah. very like my energy space would drop very low. And I would feel just, I don't know. I didn't like the vibe of these conversations at all. And so One day I was like, I'm not answering this. It can go to voicemail. If it's something important, they'll leave a message. I can call them back. If it's just another, you know, call to rip on everything, I'm not interested in it. I don't want to be there. And Mm -hmm. this started to implement and I started to do it more and more and more and more. Whereas now I don't talk to them very often. Sometimes there's some texts and things, but I am aware that this is my boundary and when I do answer I'm aware of what I'm stepping into so (laughs) sometimes they have to be headed off and conversations have to be had because it's like I haven't talked to in a long time but I have made it clear to at least two of them that like I'm not interested in doing this bashing he said she said gossip like I don't want to be part of it and that trickled over into I mean, I don't know like chicken or egg, which came first, the ex or like the siblings, but like all of these things started coming to light for me and other friendships that like, I wasn't quite calling every day or, you know, just things that I was not visiting, you know, like I did 13 years of network marketing before I stepped into being a coach and I've been coaching for the last two and a half years now. And You know, a lot back then, especially a lot of network marketing companies did like the home parties and stuff. And I would recluse myself from a lot of them, too, because I just didn't want to be like in that energy. I I really started protecting my energy and protecting my boundaries. And like, this is not somebody said something profound to me one day that I've used over and over and over. And it was, you know, we, we all know our kids emulate and copy us, right? And so it's the same thing with our teams and our our clients and and all of these relationships in our lives. So it's, can you look back on your actions today and would you be proud if your kids or your team or your clients were copying you? Uh, And so as I I really started to think about that, (laughs) that made me step up boundaries and non-negotiables too, because I'm like, I don't want my kids to be, you know, a-holes or, And they are just because kids are, and I don't mean that degrading towards anybody, but just kids are, they are, they're obnoxious. Um, And adults are obnoxious too, but it's, it's like, well, they're getting it from somewhere. Right. So what part am yeah. I taking in that? And so it's the same thing came down to like my relationships and the way that I interact with their teachers and the way that I interact with my clients. And, and I see them do things now, like I'll be sitting, you know, in my room and my 12 year old will come in and she'll pick up like my cards and she'll say, can I pull you a card in an Oracle? And I'm like, yeah. And I don't, you know, prevent them from touching my crystals and I don't like all of these things because, it's it's if it's a deep important part of me, then they have an understanding and a respect for it. And that's like boundaries to me. That's totally and if right. it's somebody's coming in and saying, like, oh my God, you and the rocks, well, you're not the energy I want at all. So why am I going to try to change that? I'm going to change it for me. I'm not going to try oh, to yeah. change you. And I
0: think I Okay, so the struggle, let's just, Mm -hmm. I want to touch on this. I feel like the struggle that we're going through, and I'm Mm -hmm. talking collectively here, but I feel like the struggle is that, what is the feeling, right? I think especially for me i was so used to feeling icky that it, mm-hmm. it was my yeah. normal and stepping away from it mm-hmm. that that was strange and now i know it wasn't bad it was the release of pressure and it was just all of this different stuff but i don't think let's go with the word normal right people who haven't been on like a super spiritual side of this They don't always recognize when those toxic relationships are because, and I'm going to use this as an example. But hello, how many times did we have those friends, as I'm air quoting here, back in elementary school, junior high, high school, Uh that were the backstabbing bitch, right? Like, not to throw anybody under the bus. Oh, yeah. As women, especially, we were taught to grin and bear it, right? Like, oh, she said something bad about me today, but she's throwing a party tomorrow and we're friends again. Mm -hmm. Like, No, but we don't know. Like we, most women, okay, I can't speak for everybody, but most women, I really truly do not think they were taught or even like it was ever openly expressed what that weird Mm -hmm. energy feels like. So... Can you if you don't mind, can you help us kind of walk through some of those different feelings, some of those different pulls, especially from an intuitive standpoint? I feel like all women are intuitive. What are those gut feelings and those gut nudges that we should really be listening to to indicate? Well, it's interesting you say
1: that because I do have a 12 year old and an almost 15 year old daughter. And so we, we have a seventh grader and a freshman. And so we definitely have exactly those behaviors. It's the clickiness and it's the gossipy and it's the, you know, you know, they took it the wrong way or, you know, a, a friend will say something like, I look so horrible today. And we're like, well, yeah, maybe you should have picked a different shirt. And we don't mean it like that, but they definitely take it that way, um, even though they put it on the table, right? So, I mean, for one thing, I teach my girls, like, keep your nose clean. Like, if people come to you to talk to you, let it fall on deaf ears. So, like, shoulder that. You know you can come home and talk about it, but don't turn around and repeat it because it will come back to bite you in the ass. (laughs) It will definitely come back to bite you in the ass. But, you know, it feels heavy. And when we start to set boundaries, I know my oldest, for example, she has gotten to a place where she's like, um, "Yeah, I'm not interested in listening," or like, "This is not my place to know this," or you know, you know,
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Everybody write that down. This is not right. My this place is not.
1: not for me. That is a huge. Um, it's definitely huge, boundaries. and you're probably going to have people who are look at you like you know, with the. The lip up and the nose kind of curled at you, like you're so stuck up. But it's it's not a matter of being stuck up; it's a matter of knowing, like you've got to protect your own energy and your own mindset. And if you're absorbing and allowing, that's the biggest thing. You're allowing because you're saying yes, tell Mm -hmm. me, which means you're taking it on. So when you're, if you're if you're allowing that, you're absorbing it, which now it means that it's renting your headspace and it's knocking around in there. So there, there is the key to grounding for sure, which is breathing. You want to close your eyes and breathe in pink and exhale gray. And the exhaling gray, I always tell people like visualize almost like cigarette smoke because you're getting the smog out, right? So we're breathing in pink because it's unconditional love. So you're refilling yourself with that. But you're going to have these emotions of being torn. Like I want to really be there for my friends, right? I really want to be there to because I feel like I should, should, be there to help this person. Mm -hmm. But the biggest piece is it is not your responsibility to solve other people's problems. And you said that earlier and that goes at any age and trying to teach them obviously younger. Isn't the same thing as teaching teenagers or adults, but it feels let's see what a really good word is. It feels, um, conflicting. Yes.
0: I always feel that, too. I always feel like my heart wants to help, wants to save you, wants... You can't help somebody who doesn't want to be
1: helped, though. Because
0: it's always... Right, but it's only the most toxic people that I see... Energy energy vampires. ...pull towards, and I feel like that's a huge indicator. Yeah, and that's the thing is I didn't realize they were energy vampires. I took Mm -hmm. it kind of like hunger, right? I'm a nutritionist deep down, so I always think about this most of the time when you're hungry you really just need water it's the same thing a lot of times when you're feeling like oh my gosh I should be helping these people it's because they are being pulled down and they are like reaching quicksand. up. and when they reach up and you reach out there's a good chance you're like going quicksand right exactly
1: so that's like what you I know. tell my kids and they're it actually is. like a great example because they're at that super impressionable can go either way kind of age and it's real easy to get involved in the drama and get involved in the, oh, did you hear what he did? Did you hear what she said? Did you hear they broke up? Did you hear what da, 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 da. And I, I just, we've been through it. We've, we've all been teenagers. Where do you break the cycle? <laughs> right. And, and your kids are definitely going to trip mm-hmm. up and your, your sister, your brother, your parents we're all going to trip up because we are human and we live in human experiences. So that's Okay. So the biggest thing is, there's two biggest pieces to boundary setting. One is self-love. You have to love yourself unconditionally Mm. more than anyone else. You have to love yourself more than anyone else. That doesn't mean you don't love your kids. It doesn't mean you don't love your spouse. It doesn't mean you don't love your faith. It doesn't mean you don't love your neighbor. But you are number one. You have to be number one.
0: I always, so I always think about this as the bride, right? So at church, we talk about how, um, like Jesus is coming for his bride, and how you know his bride is the best thing, and blah blah blah, right? And it's always preached that that's the church, and I'm not going to deny that. However. I truly believe that if I Mm -hmm. am love, right, God is within me, I am love, and he loves all of his creation so much, but he specifically Mm -hmm. designed me, why wouldn't I be his bride specifically, right? Like, I truly embody this, like, it is not a selfish act for me to love myself, because I literally have the source of Mm -hmm. love flowing through my veins. And if I deny that part of me, my entire being is now suffocating, Mm -hmm. right? Oxygen isn't getting to every cell in my body because I'm not circulating my own love. And I really think that that's where the hatred and the comparison and the out, you know, the outlashing and all of that comes in Mm -hmm. when you forgot to love yourself Because you can't love the world without loving yourself, right? You can't love the situation and the blessings that are present through the storm if you can't love yourself. How how are you going to
1: teach other people to love themselves if you can't do that? If you can't lead by example, if you can't be the leadership in that, how can you express that love to others or show them how to love themselves equally?
0: Right. So part, the part one was the self love. After self love,
1: what's the next? Grace. Because oh. Because you're going to definitely have some non fan friends. <laughs> there's, def- there's definitely going to be some non fan yep. family. There's definitely going to be some non fan relationships mm-hmm. that pop up. And this is kind of like one of those survival of the fittest. And it's, you're, you're going to be against someone's boundaries and someone's going to be against your boundaries. That's just circle of life. Like that's just what happens. So grace is understanding that it's okay. It's okay for you to not like somebody. It's okay for you to not want to be around somebody. It's okay for you to not want to be in a situation. It's okay. All of these things are okay. It's okay for you to decide you suddenly don't like your job and want to leave. It's okay for you to decide you don't like meat. It's okay for you to have any boundary that you so choose that is set in your soul and give yourself grace. And with grace comes acceptance. That's the biggest piece because we have to forgive ourselves. Otherwise we sit in this porn place about, they really need my help. God, I don't really want to help them. I don't want to listen to them complaining anymore. Um, If you give yourself grace to say they really need a place to expel, but I'm not the person who wants to listen to it. And it's okay for me to recluse myself from this, giving yourself the acceptance and the grace there that helps you formulate and stand by your boundaries and non-negotiables. And that's something that like, I've been really working on with my kids because it's okay to be sad It's okay to be angry that things didn't work out. Mm -hmm. It's okay to know that you've made mistakes. You're going to hurt people. They're going to hurt you. It's going to happen. I can't shield you from never being broken up with. I can't shield you from not getting burned on the stove. I can't shield you from, you know, failing a test you didn't study for. Like there's things like you're going to feel emotion. You're going to go through hurt. You're going to go through anger. You're going to go through joy throughout your life in different stages. So giving yourself grace through all of that um, while loving yourself unconditionally through the process.
0: Man, that was the biggest lesson I learned hmm. in 2019 uh, was grace. And that was what allowed me to fully love myself because Especially as a leader um, I felt this tremendous Pressure Mm. to not mess Up like if I You know and this was a big deal Even teaching impactful relationships Right I how unworthy Which once again I'm air quoting I felt So unworthy to be Teaching people how to have these deep Intimate relationships When I was setting such Strong Mm. boundaries within my Own family and I There was this moment as if I was making a mistake right like oh if you're having to put a wall up because this person is literally damaging to your health then you're not doing the relationship right you should have had a better relationship before this point right like I was so and all of that is false by the way but I had those thoughts, right? I had that guilt. I kept telling myself that I couldn't be a Hmm. leader because I was messing up every day. I mean, even today I got emotionally charged. It's a new moon. Emotions are high. It's Aries, like the whole thing. And I'm feeling things on a very, very, very deep level. And I made the mistake of going on social media today, Hmm. even though I knew better. Um, (laughs) and I was heated today. I was freaking heated and, I was getting to the point where I was combative and I had to take a step back and give myself that grace and say, you know, it's okay. You felt things very deeply and your passion was just coursing through your veins, but you are better than this. You love yourself more than this. You love your community more than this. You love, you know, the world more than this. Mm-hmm. Why are you contributing to the problem? And I put mm-hmm. everything down and I took a nap because I exactly, to fill my exactly. Own and that milk. is
1: like, like I said, the self-love piece, self-love is not just like getting your nails done and bubble baths. It's taking a step back. It's taking a step forward. It's, developing those boundaries. It's having those non-negotiables. It's recognizing and adhering to what your body and your soul desire. And that comes with self-love and that comes with grace because you're human. Again, you're, you're living experiences. So you're going to have them both ways. And forgiving yourself and knowing that that's okay, that's okay, is going to allow you to take the next step forward.
0: Yes. And that is exactly what I want everybody to understand from this episode. If you take nothing else away, right, maybe you're not even ready to set boundaries yet or you don't even know who you're supposed to be setting boundaries with yet because this is the first time you're really being you know, awoken to those feelings and that realization. I just want everyone to understand that it is OK. You are 100 percent allowed to set any boundaries that you need to to keep yourself healthy, to keep yourself sane. Right. This is mental health. This is physical health. Help, I have like mm-hmm. physically been sick for of sure. some of these relationships that I have, and it, it's okay to set those boundaries. You are allowed to for your own. And no one needs here's the other
1: wrong with that. the really big thing because this is everybody, this is everybody, and so I, I am here to publicly say right now to the entire world and anybody who looks next to this you do not need permission from anyone to set boundaries. I'm giving you permission. I'm giving you permission. I'm telling yes. you it's okay. There are definitely going to people, be people who don't like it. Definitely. And there's definitely gonna be people who oh, are yeah. going to congratulate you and celebrate you for finally stepping into a place where you're developing boundaries. It's gonna go both ways. You, can't, you cannot definitely. please everyone. And when you try to please everyone, it blows up in your face. So do you, that's really important. It's not Mm. selfish. It's okay to be selfish. It's not selfish, but it's okay to be selfish because you, if you're not taking care of you, if you're not setting those boundaries, if you're not setting those non-negotiables, if you're not loving yourself first and foremost, what kind of example are you putting out there for other people? What kind of energy that you're responsible for are you releasing into the world? What kind of energy are you putting out for people to magnetize back to you? Because what you put out there, you do get back. So that's the other thing to think about with your boundaries. Everything's mirrors. Everything is mirrors. Every conversation you have is mirrors, every circumstance you go through, every situation that happens, it's all mirrors, So if you're having these constant struggles and you're feeling all this toxicity around you, environments, relationships, conversations, where are your boundaries? What is being shown to you? Where do you need to step up? Where do you need to cut the cord? Where do you need to take a step back and retreat?
0: Ooh, and uh, I mean, that's the thing is the realization, right? that is the profound moment is now that you know now that you've heard the experiences Mm -hmm. now you can do better right now you can be better and it it builds with each boundary it starts here with just it coming into your conscious awareness and every single day whether it's at the grocery store or with laundry or at work or even with social media every single day there's going to be a realization about boundaries or about what doesn't feel good to you anymore. And you're going to have to start making decisions to shift it. And it's got to be a conscious decision that you make again Mm -hmm. and again and again and again. You don't get to just say one time, right? Like, oh, I don't stand for this. Then next time that thing comes up, you're going to say it again. And when it comes up again, Mm you got to stand your ground that time too. Because they do keep coming up. You're going to be tested mm-hmm. in those areas Agreed. over and over and over. That's just how life Agreed. is. Agreed.
1: So yeah, I, I would say those pieces, boundaries and self-love and grace are were the biggest pieces to help shift my relationships and my recognition and my own self-responsibility to move forward and design my life the way that I want it to be the way that I love to live it and to show other people the same thing so that when people do come forward and say, what do I do with this? Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're, the other piece is like, there's, there's circumstances, there's instances that pop up. It's like, okay, so I'm an intuitive and my greatest Claire is Claire cognizant. So have a knowing. And I'm very good at what I do. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, yes, you are. I definitely tend to um, <laughs> startle and freak people out sometimes, um, as you well know yourself. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, anymore. Right. Anymore, anymore. But it's anymore. kind of like, a, oh, my gosh, stressed. how did you know that? I get lots of those <laughs> things. Yes. And I've heard that phrase right. a lot. Too. And off. it's so uh, speaking of as of boundaries, like, you know, when you have especially friends, um, and they do they they pop up into your inbox. And it's like, hey, real quick, can I talk to you about this incident? What do you think about this? Hey, can you pull me a card on this? Hey, you know. So where's my boundary for that? Where's my energy protection for that? Like, am I stopping what I'm doing to And sometimes it's just conversation with friends, right? And sometimes you're just having a conversation and that's fine. But there there comes a point where conversations, situations, circumstances also start to take advantage. And when it no longer feels like a good energetic exchange, like just a friendly chat or something, but you feel like you're being taken advantage of, that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, I have definitely opened messages from friends and read people who are like, definitely coming to me for a hit on something. And I've just closed the message and kind of done a non-responsive because sometimes no response is better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it's, boundaries exist with everything. What are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? What are you willing to listen to? What are you not willing to listen to? What are you willing to accept or not accept? Mm -hmm. And then you have to take the self-responsibility in your piece of it. The, Downfall, the outcome, the, the shift, whatever's coming, you're responsible for your half of it. Oh,
0: yeah. And the amazing thing here. Is that not a person I have ever met and not a person no. listening to this will right. crumble. And I think that's what we think, right? Like, oh my gosh, if I set this boundary, like I'll never have friends again. If I tell my husband that I am mm-hmm. no longer available right. to be his maid service, he's going to divorce me. Right? Like, calm down. Right. But like, did you calm die? Calm down. <laughs> Did you right, exactly. I always say that to my daughter, she gets <laughs> mad at me. And I'm like, but did you die? Right.
1: You, like, you it's like, what is yourself, the you know? worst case um, scenario, which almost um, usually doesn't happen. And if uh, you do live through, that. if you, if you do right. experience the worst case scenario, right. Because I mean, I can say that, like I've been homeless, I've had utilities shut off. I've, I've been through these things. Lots of them. And those are most humans' worst-case scenarios, right? Like, what if I don't have medical insurance? What if I get evicted? Yeah. What if my lights get shut off? What if my phone gets shut off? What if I don't have groceries? Like, we. But I've been through lots of those experiences. And now I've been through those experiences, the worst-case scenarios. So now what? What did you get from it? So we, we, what happens yeah. when you experience those worst-case scenarios? Well, what happens is now I have boundaries. Now it's like I'm never sleeping in a car again. Like I'm not doing this ever again. I am not. This is not happening. You make those decisions. So boundaries can be for your, you know, they are for your own physical self, mm-hmm. your own, but they're mostly they're they're for your mental space, they're for your health and well-being, they're for your expansion, and they're for your happiness. So mm-hmm. they're vital to your everyday.
0: Mm-hmm so vital. And that's exactly what we're here for. So if anyone listening to this right now is ready to set some boundaries, wants to know more, or just wants to connect, there's a couple things I want you to be aware of. One, I'm going to put all of Christine's information in the description. So you can head over right now. You can follow her. You can get into her Facebook group. You can reach out, right? She will be available. The other thing is that I've got the Facebook group going right now for her reality, and we're going to continue the conversation over there. And at any point, even if you're listening to this a year from now, you can hop into that Facebook group and start the conversation, have the conversation. And there is a tribe of women who are here to support you and to celebrate you. Even if you don't know what that next step is.
1: No, I just want to say that like, this has been a really big focus for me, um, the past two years. Because of all of the experiences I have been through. And so, what I would say is, um, you know, on top of jokingly telling you, you have permission, you have permission to set boundaries. Some people need rules and guidelines before they can take this step. And so, I'm here to yes. tell you to pick a small area, pick something that's quote unquote safe. For you to set a boundary in whether it be what time you have lunch whether it be how many times a week you talk to your parent or um do you work online how many times you're going to go live like set a boundary and and watch it be consistent with it be be very um be all about it right and see how things shift maybe it's um you won't talk to somebody or maybe it's you're specifically following somebody or A topic that you are um, really interested in following, like get engaged with it, make a boundary about it, something small that you can get behind and put your energy into it and start there so that you can see how you shift energetically around it. Because I guarantee you, we all have toxic people in our lives. We all have toxic situations. We have these things in our mindsets. And today's the perfect day to be having this conversation with the new moon because it's all about releasing toxicity. And so what can you release? What can you let go of? And that's truly the thing, like release it. No expectations of outcome. No expectations, no control, nothing. Just get behind a boundary put your energy and focus into the joy of what that boundary should be about and should bring and take note through the next week of how you feel, what you think about it and what's kind of coming up around it as you are following it and implementing it. Boundaries are so, so, so crucial. They will change everything in your life your life can elevate and expand to levels like that'll blow your mind as you start to implement boundaries in everything. And that's not like to say you're controlling, like you don't have to control like what time you brush your teeth, but you're setting boundaries about what feels good and what doesn't feel good so that you can release it and not keep it inside of you.
0: Yes, because that will help to release all of the pent up energy that manifests itself as anger, frustration, denial. I mean, so many negative emotions come out of just not honoring something small. One of the boundaries I actually started with was allowing myself to read a pleasure book for 10 minutes a day. So normally, you know, I'm a studier, so I'm picking up some type of a scholarly book. I'm diving in. I need to master some type of a topic. And I used to love to read and I gave that up because all of my reading was very professional, right? And so I started and yes, it was a boundary of self love. But I needed just 10 minutes a day to escape Mm -hmm. into a story. And I always felt so much better and so much energized afterwards. And 10 minutes turned to 30 and 30 minutes turned to an hour. And I just really started enjoying
1: my days more because Oh my gosh, 100%. I can say that about several things. And that was actually it's interesting. That was one of the big shifts I had with my ex, it was that when I realized I had lost so much of me, and it wasn't about him, it was about finding me, but that's when I really started to realize how toxic things were too, Um, but it was because I would put on earbuds and turn on Pandora, or I would grab a romance novel and I'd start reading it, or I'd grab like my journal and I'd be writing in it, anything, and he would have commentary about every single thing I wanted to do that was for me, everything, there would be some kind of commentary about it, Mm. but it was diving. And that's where I was like, no, these are my boundaries. Like I need me time. I'm going to blow a gasket. Like if I don't get some kind of release. Yeah. And (laughs) so that is majorly important. And and I do talk probably ad nauseum about boundaries and self-love and shifts and empowerment, because I truly believe that every single human on earth no matter what you've been through, and and there are definitely horrible, horrible situations people have lived through, but I believe that with empowerment and with our boundaries and with our self-love and with grace and with all of these things, that you can take your story, no matter how um, exciting or non-exciting it was, no matter where you came from, no matter what you've been through, no matter how much money you have or don't have, degrees or no degrees, schooling or no schooling, which side of town you came from, what country you came from, no matter what, you can have and design the life that you want. And I've lived through a lot of scenarios myself that I'm proof in the pudding. But I also have worked with so many people that have come from horrendous things that have busted through six figures that have moved houses that have found their love that have done all of these things separated from horrible relationships, all kinds of things. And not everyone is a super massive success story because that's not reality either. People have to be willing to take on the work, the inner work and the outer work. Right. But I do believe that with these tools and with this, you know, mindset and moving forward, you can have the life that you want. You get to design it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: 100%. And I mean, I do want to just point out that not every boundary will be a huge shift, like you're saying, right? Uh, no. With your husband doesn't necessarily lead to a divorce. I think a lot of people do get scared there. <laughs> you know, I have boundaries <laughs> with my husband just so I don't want to kill yeah. him. You know, I mean,
1: I need me, but you're like, I, I said earlier, you're going to it, find that as you start implementing doing. boundaries, there are people around you who are going to have reactions and some will react and change with you. And some will react and be like, no, that doesn't work right. for me. And then those are separate conversations to have, but it doesn't mean that you should right. cower and become mm-hmm. what they want you to. Right. And
0: I think that Mm -hmm. happens a lot out of fear, though, right? We're afraid to set that boundary. And because we're afraid to set Mm -hmm. that boundary, we automatically conform, Mm -hmm. right? Like no action is still an action. When you're not setting that boundary, you're saying, I'm still available for this. Go ahead and keep talking Mm -hmm. down to me. Go ahead and use me as your trash can, right? Like I'm going to be your maid service today, it's ridiculous the message that we're actually giving off by not standing up and saying eh, this doesn't feel good to, for me. I'm out like I'm going to leave. And I've had to do that even at brunch with my girlfriends. You know, we went out and one of them was in a bad mood and then the whole thing kind of went toxic about their husbands. And I literally was like, well, guys, I still love my husband and I'm not going to be here to bash on your guys' husbands because they've never done anything wrong to me. I'm gone. And I walked out of brunch with three of my girlfriends because I'm not going to say on their husbands when, you know, one of them had a bad day or whatever. We all have those days and we have to give grace to ourselves, but also to other people. Right. Just because someone's having a bad day doesn't mean that they're the toxic relationship in your life.
1: They're just having a moment. And it's okay for you to say, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have this conversation with you. And that's the the other thing like we get to decide every single moment of every single day is a a reset clock. Anytime you decide. Anytime you decide, we can reset that and we can set a new boundary, or we can try again, or we can invite them to um, respect our boundaries, right? Or to work within our boundaries or to work around our boundaries. Like we always have those moments. That doesn't mean that you have to change your boundaries or cower in to somebody else's decision.
0: Right. And so that's what this week is going to be all about. And I'm even going to be sharing my boundaries in the Facebook group just, you know, to help, to lead by example, to be here and to show up. So the homework (laughs) for everyone this week, that's what I'm going to call it, is homework. Um, If you're here to shift your boundaries, if you're ready for this, then just pick something small. Start recognizing those feelings. That's the thing that you pick, that thing that's giving you an icky feeling and figure out what your boundaries needs to be and it could be anything from I'm just not gonna you know cook dinner every single night this week I'm only gonna cook three times or it could be something Mm -hmm. as simple as I am gonna take a bath You know, it doesn't matter what it is, but whatever you guys choose, share it in the Facebook group. Christine's going to be buzzing around, hanging out with us as well. And just show up for yourself. This is step one. This is you tapping into your heart and saying, What is my desire? And then setting the box. draw your line in the sand. That allows you to have that desire. I love that. Drawing drawing your your line in the sand. Start
1: somewhere small. Pick a boundary.
0: Absolutely. And that's what we're going to be doing this week in the Facebook group. So don't forget to come on over, share your experience with us, and check out all of the bonus content. Because ladies, it's popping around here.